0: When children from low-income families are in extreme emotional distress and threaten to harm themselves or others, Illinois sends a paramedic of sorts. as through a state program called SAS, and it can be a godsend, especially as the mental health crisis for children reached critical levels during the pandemic. But a WBEZ investigation shows this safety net has far too many holes. And the first of three stories this week, WBEZ Sarah Karp brings us to the front lines of this crisis. And a warning for listeners, this story contains language about suicide. It's, it's after 4 p.m. and crisis department worker department Randy Sadler is in the back room of an old office building. Yeah, He's about to I do a back mental back health assessment it. of I'm a 12-year-old boy in distress.
1: I'm about to go grab an assessment and I'll get an interpreter on the phone, okay?
0: Usually Sadler okay. is able to lock his kind brown eyes with the child in front of him. Usually he can tell their mom he knows it's difficult to see their baby in such a dark place. But Sadler's office is on the south side, and this boy is far away on the west side, sitting in a school counselor's office. The quickest way to reach the boy is over the phone. So Sadler dials in an interpreter for the mother, who only speaks Spanish, and quickly gets to the heart of why he was called in.
1: Did you say that you wanted to commit suicide by grabbing a knife while your parents were asleep? Yes.
0: in his small high-pitched voice he says yes he's only 12 immediately he starts crying the counselor tells Sailor the boy said he's getting sadder and sadder and quote sometimes I want to get out of this world and never get back Sadler knows what he has to do
1: Mr. Interpreter can you tell mom my recommendation is going to be for inpatient uh, psychiatric treatment
0: Mary, my this is a life-or-death situation, and it's Sadler's job to get this child help. He works for Ada S. McKinley Community Services. It's one of more than two dozen organizations that work with the state to do mental health assessments for low-income children in crisis and then get them into inpatient or outpatient treatment. In the decades Sadler's been doing it, it has always been difficult. Mental health services for children are lacking, especially in poor communities where health disparities run deep. But now, with the pandemic, the need for mental health support is so great, and all systems, from schools to clinics, are taxed. And this fall day, the limits of what Sadler can provide loom large. Earlier in the day, as we drove from one assessment to another, Sadler said he tries his best not to recommend hospitalization. It's tough on a family, and beds are scarce.
1: So even when it gets there, I'm sending these people out of their neighborhoods into total foreign areas because it just doesn't exist
0: this is a factor with the 12 year old in the Westside school when the mother hears her son may have to go to a hospital far away and he could be there for as long as 14 days she gets scared she says no she doesn't want him to go as she says this the boy can be heard sobbing in the background and the mom is crying also eventually the counselor asks If at the very least, they should recommend that the mom remove the knives from the home.
1: And not only lock up the knives, but she needs to remove any and all sharp objects, anything that he could get his hands on to harm himself.
0: When Stather hangs up the phone, he's required to immediately call Child Protective Services. If they feel it's necessary, they can take the boy into state custody to get him to a hospital to make sure he's safe.
1: Thank you for calling the Illinois Child Abuse... But
0: Sadler is obviously upset by what happened. Yet he can't linger on that case. His phone buzzes all day long with assessments that must be done. Sadler spent that fall morning at a school on the southwest side.
1: I'm here from Sass.
0: The school counselor leads Sadler into a sparse conference room, where his limits will once again come into play. Sadler situates himself across the table from a thin boy in an oversized white t-shirt. He looks at some paperwork and then asks straightforward questions.
1: It says you're feeling anxious. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me why?
0: The boy says he feels overwhelmed by daily routines and panicked about his future. Sadler listens intently. He learns the boy doesn't have an actual plan on how or when he would hurt himself. He decides the boy will be okay with regular therapy, but he sighs
1: there's a waiting list for counseling and so I have a thin line to play.
0: You can hear the counselor saying I "I know the waiting list for therapy can be anywhere between four and six months and And Sadler is frank. It's going to be on the mom to get him into treatment.
1: The squeaky wheel gets the oil.
0: The squeaky wheel gets the oil he says. The counselor tells the mother she's going to have to follow up and follow up. The mother who came to school unsure of how to help her son, begging for anything, leaves with a sheet of paper with phone numbers on it and a tall task. Schools, clinics, community organizations have all taken notice of the limits of the SAS program. They say too often they have to wait hours for crisis workers, and then all too often they're met with referrals, long waiting lists, and rejections. Jose V. Duet is with Airy Family Health, which has clinics throughout the city. He says often people criticize SAS, but really they're part of a broken system.
1: They do the best they can, I have to say that. I think they're understaffed and the demand is so high that oftentimes people confuse those variables with their encounters with the patients.
0: Sadler imagines all day how things could be different. He has a long list. Among them.
1: It would be beautiful to be able to It's Thursday. Let's have this kid assigned a therapist in the next week or so.
0: The state knows things are not good and launched a program that's supposed to increase intensive mental health services for children in Illinois. Yet, at the moment anyway, Sather sums it up like this.
1: The resources just aren't there, but it's what we live in, and so we deal with that.
0: Sarah Karp, WBEZ News.